and uh, I was about to throw I, up. I, like, I could, it was disgusting. I, I can say with certainty that in our eleven years of friendship, this is by far the most mad Jacob has ever been at me. Like he was about to like show some of the UFC moves he was learning, like <laughs> on me right then. Like literally, we almost ended the podcast because we were in such a heated argument over this. So we decided. Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. No more sitting in the shadows. We're known for our winning ways and not being the best. That just ain't for us. We're loud, we're proud, and we're unapologetic about it. So even when times are looking as dark as the black and blue we wear on our crest, we tell them that Goonies never say die. And when we're done shaking things up on the pitch, there's another shake coming. This is something that's been created by the people for the people. This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquakes related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not just... I mean, we can just talk about it. Like, well, first off, the broadcast was terrible. Yeah, that like, was bad. That was terrible. The fact it wasn't live. I mean, I was at work. Yeah, but... they just cut out like five minutes. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Of the game. no, no, no. Literally, literally, it was super choppy to start, and I'm like, oh, maybe my internet's just going out. Me too. And then <laughs> when it hit minute six and it went to a commercial break, I literally looked around like I was being pumped. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, was like, like, I thought we were like, I thought something was happening, I and then like I, I just like start recording it because I recorded the whole game because I'm like, oh, I'll just skip halftime. And then it just kept going and going. I'm like, oh, maybe because it's a recording, but it'll pick up at the seventh minute. And then when it went live, it was at the twentieth minute. And like, because like I take notes while I do yeah. it live. Yeah. And I'm just like so confused. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, let's hope nothing cool happened between six and twenty. Yeah, I think um, I figured out what happened. So the sharks and the giants, the giants yeah, 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 were yeah. playing at the same time. They're not gonna put the quakes ahead of that. Dude. Yeah, no yeah. one cares about the yeah, quakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if ESPN Plus, if uh, they do have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't just, have ESPN Plus. I, I do, thankfully. But um, I mean, yeah, the game started off like strong. It was. I don't. They, I mean, they were high pressing. Like I was, it was interesting to come in because the commentators were writing them up. I can't ever really trust MLS analyst, but they like they just came off really strong with the high press. Like we could not come out. But it was nice yeah. to see that we weren't, like, when Remedy and uh, Yule were, like, checking. It looked like they were trying to play at least, like, sideways. Yeah. Like, they weren't going straight back to the center backs every time. Dude, it was just overall we couldn't keep the ball. In the yeah. first half, we couldn't keep possession. And then yeah. they, they came out in the second half, and Houston basically took a more defensive approach. Mm-hmm. And then we could. Start I think that's when they got the. Yeah, that's when they got the. But I mean, I wouldn't be proud of that. They let us have the ball, you know. Yeah, I think. Uh, welcome, by the way, uh, the first official episode, and uh, <laughs> maybe the last because uh, prior to this episode, it got a little heated. But uh, we'll get to that later in the episode. No, but the game started. It was definitely like. Uh, it looked. I was fine with it. Like we're never. We're never been a possession team, so I was fine with me. And but I think teams have really found out since the bubble. Like, just cut off the wingers, especially Espinoza, and they don't have an outlet. Yeah, I think our game style and our most threatening players are definitely pretty obvious at this point. Mm-hmm. I think that as long as you shut down Espinoza, we look the pretty, outlet's gone. We yeah, look yeah. pretty one dimensional. Yeah, it was uh, it was hard. Uh, obviously, it sucked t- seeing Tommy go out early, so we didn't get to see the full game plan with that. It would have been nice to have a little more offense come from that wing. Um, I thought Casas did good when he came in, but. Yeah, struggled to get out. Um, set pieces looked a lot better, honestly. Like, we didn't concede a corner, or sorry, a counterattack on a single one. And then actually, we had some threatening chances. Uh, Cal had the early one early on. 
Trophy's yeah. kind of, I didn't like his one, but... Oh, yeah, like, that was some It was a little bit of a waste, but they weren't bad. Like, I wasn't, like... In previous seasons, i rather have had a goal kick than a corner for the <laughs> other team, and this time I was actually excited for the corners, and we defended them pretty well. We had uh, the first one, I think, we loved... I think uh, Remedy left someone open on the run, but other than that, we were doing fine. Yeah, fun. he got caught out one time. He got mixed yeah, yeah. up in a bunch, and... Yeah, yeah, back Could post. have been, been dangerous. Yeah, um... Yeah, Houston was really just not letting us out. But I, once they got the two goalie, they were a little bit more comfortable, and they really let off the gas, which I think was just perfect because that was around the time we put the I think we did a four person sub at that point. Yeah, and uh, that kind of opened up the flow for us and the new players to really like take advantage of the space that was now open, and then that led to Paul Murray's goal, which yeah, that career was, goal. That Jeez, was a, that was a great yeah, yeah, great shot. Yeah, reversed iron Robin, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, bend it in back corner. Yeah. It was unexpected. Yeah, yeah, so kinda, unexpected. It woke both teams up a little bit. The game was dying a little bit, and it kind of yeah, sparked and, us for about five yeah, or ten minutes. Unfortunately, we couldn't convert uh, a chance at the end. Yeah, but... yeah, Wando missed a tough one. Yeah, it was, and I mean, we didn't have. I can't remember a single chance other than that. I remember yeah. Paul Marie's goal. I remember Wando's miss. I don't remember a single shot attempt other than that. I remember that we had a couple chances down the left-hand side towards the end of the game with Salinas and Marie down yeah. the left-hand side. But other than that, it was we didn't really look threatening at all. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely uh, it was a Quakes game, for sure. It was I, a Quakes it, game. It sucks because we said last week we obviously wanted to win, but we wanted to start hot. And I feel like we exactly. did I feel like we did come out with a little bit of pressure, and it wasn't like we were really slow. Like It feels like we were playing to like a tempo, at least. Yeah. Obviously, it could have been better, but this is a good loss for me in the sense of like there were some promising things I saw, and I know we disagree on this a little bit, but it, it sucks. Like, I really would have wanted a win or at least a point, especially when it was like right in our grasp. I, I wouldn't go as far to say it was a positive loss. I'm just happy it wasn't a terrible loss, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I it sucks a season. It starts to suck another season with yeah. a loss. Yeah, and I, I'm just hoping we can make some adjustments in this next week and come yeah. out stronger. It's early on. We see how it goes, though. Okay, yeah, I mean, so we can go more into, like, the actual performances per player for us. Because this is where... So, I've known Jacob for 11 years now, I think it is. 11 years. Too long. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jacob is, I would say, I don't want to say a pacifist, but very calm. And I can say with certainty that uh, last night we were watching some of the fights. Uh, like the Jake Paul fight and the UFC fights. And halfway through, like one of the intermissions, I tell Jacob, Oh yeah, by the way, I posted a new article of player ratings. And he started reading them aloud, and uh, I was about to throw I, up. I, I <laughs> could, it was disgusting. I can say with certainty that in our eleven years of friendship, this is by far the most mad Jacob has ever been at me. Like he was about to like show some of the UFC moves he was learning, like <laughs> on me right then. Like literally, we almost ended the podcast because we were in such a heated argument over this. So we decided that we're going to pull up my article, and we're just gonna, uh, if you haven't read it yet, go to AfterShock.club. Uh, we write little articles on the game, and then we yeah. give... Oh, sorry. I give player reviews, since he doesn't want to be associated with it, on each uh, player and what I thought of the game. And he thought each one was so horrendous, he was pulling up ESPN and all these other things. Yeah. So what we're going to have... <laughs> what we're going to do now is Jacob is going to read one by one my reviews per player and then the rating I gave him. And then he'll he's going to clown on me a bit, and then I will defend my stance. I so was, go ahead. We'll start with Markinowski. Let me let me just start off by saying last night 
I was getting so mad. Saz was trying to tell me, save it for tomorrow. We need to, we need it for this, for the podcast. <laughs> I, it was, it was tough. Saz, it was about a fight. Was... It was, this is a, no joke. No joke. Like Jacob's been like, like I've seen him a little frustrated before. He's pretty, like, the, I've never been the, mad at you. He's I, one of the most level-headed people I've met. This is legitimately the most mad he's ever been at me. I like, just don't <laughs> know how you watch the same game that I did. You... Like, like I literally thought there was a chance the was... friendship was over last night. Like it was, right, he was so. All right, whatever. All right, we'll start with JT. We'll Let's... start with JT. Go ahead. Re- okay. What I write. What I write. Okay, so you said that he had a big save early on. All right. When and Thompson then... came off, yeah, there was it was ten men. Communication and composure could have been much better on the first goal. Yep. Over. Overall, good performance aside from a few bad distributions and one drop save. For the most part, I agree with that. Okay. The only thing I will say is that a 7.8 for a guy that – for the goalie that conceded two goals and we lost the game. Like, I'm not uh, saying he played bad, but I don't think you can give him a 7.8 out of 10 when we lost. So I started most people at 6, and the save when Tommy went off when we were down at 10 was huge. Um I thought he looked a lot better. I thought this was one of his best games. The confidence from the national team is really carrying over with him and Yule, and you can really see in these games. Uh, what I mean by the communication on the goal is, I think, and we will save this for later because this is literally like hands might be thrown. This is where Flo, I think it was Flo's fault for the first one, but JT kind of got who caught. Who else's fault that yeah. would have been? <laughs> he, JT got caught in no man's land a little bit, a little and. Bit. As a goalkeeper, you have the best view, and you need to be talking to your teammates. And he could have talked to Alanise a little bit better, and he could have talked to Flo a little bit better. Um, yeah. Not it, like it just. That's why I said a little, it could have been a little bit better, but like it's a tough situation. Yeah, I mean, okay. Overall, I think that he played well. Besides the two goals, I'm not sure they were even his fault either. So this, okay, uh, this next one's an in-depth analysis. This, so for all <laughs> yeah. of you that are, so for all of you that are into tactics, you're just, welcome. Whatever. Let's so just, for Lopez. Let, let me get ready for this essay. Did well early on and was giving a solid performance per usual. And that's our analysis for the game <laughs> for Lopez. Yeah, so he did get subbed off um, for... Uh, I gave him a... Yeah. What I give him? Give him a 7.7 out of 10. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, I thought he did okay. You know, like he didn't do anything special, but like he was solid. Like I said, yeah, he was just solid. Yeah. It was a good Lopez performance. Like yeah. that's why I think he's the number one. I think he showed yeah, it more think, today, especially after Marie yeah, had a good I, performance versus uh, the Roots. But I thought today he just showed Lopez is our number one for that spot. Yeah, I agree with that. I okay. just still don't know about the inflated rating of seven point seven when we lost. Yeah, and yeah. conceded two. Okay, and he's a defender. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next, next up, Alanis. Doing well to apply pressure quickly and shut down the middle. Could have been a lot more connected to Youngworth on the first goal. Covering a player on the back line when they stepped could have been a lot better. Okay, so this is... And he got a 7.4. He got a 7.4. This is where I think we'll disagree for the most part. Is our de- is, is the next one. Is our, <laughs> is our defense, right? Yeah. I'll just talk a little bit about Alanis because I think he was the better of the two. Agreed. Again. I can agree with that. That first goal, basically, Youngworth got caught out in a 1v1 situation, mm-hmm. kind of isolated, and then Alanis wasn't there to cover. It's tricky because you can't slide all the way over, mm-hmm. but it, it's tough. I'd have to watch it again. Now is the other half of yeah. our wonderful center back. Well, let, let me, let me, for Alanis, I, I noticed, while yes, they did have majority possession, 
most of their chances came from, and it was Youngworth 99% of the time, but basic defending 101. When one of your backline steps, usually the center backs, the other three, if it's a back four, because that's usually what most teams play with, the other three have got to collapse and cover the gaps in the middle. And it was just, yeah. I was slow to see it. And I thought Alan East and Youngworth, especially compared to the Roots game, were looking more like a pairing that game with the same, at least it looked like they had the same tactics going in the game versus the Roots where they looked completely lost. And I felt like they were doing, when we had our full team there and it wasn't really a counter, they were doing a good job of really shutting down the middle. And yes, there were shots coming in, but I felt like they were doing a good job of compacting the space and just making it so JT had easier shots to deal with. We'll see. I yeah. disagree. Okay, now we have Yunworth. <laughs> this is where Jacob literally almost stabbed me. Like, let, thought, let my, me my life was on the line when he read this. Let me just point out the number first. A 7.2. Let me, let me repeat that. 7.2 out of 10. That's a C. It get, he no, got a degree. No, no, That gets degrees. C's a get C degrees. Is, a you, 70%. You, your baseline rating that you told me yeah, was every six. player started, started at with a six, was yeah. a 6. Yeah, yeah, You with a six. think <laughs> Youngworth did enough to raise his rating yeah, he to was, a 7.4. Yeah, he had a couple of late challenge slides that no, no, saved no, the ball no, from no, JT no. dealing with the shot. No, no, no. And, and... Let me You're going to hate this, but he did a good job organizing. Okay, so let's read your description. Yes. A lot more organized today yep. and really partnered well with Alonis yep. to shut down the middle early yes, on. Sir. Really poor to be turned on for the goal. Okay. Okay, so I have a few things. First of all, he got shielded from the ball, just a little bit of contact, and he got turned multiple times. Not just the goal. If you go back and watch, even on the other side as well, mm-hmm. he got turned multiple times. Way too soft. First, I agreed. Yeah. That goal speaks for itself. Yeah. That was way too easy. Agreed. But yeah. then there was many times as well where he got caught in these one-on-one situations. There was a few times when he was out for the second goal as well. Did you notice he just kept backing off into the box? The, def- the attacker had time to pick his head up. And find a pass in the middle. JT of had our, a bad distribution on that one, and then they got a counter. Way, so like our, our whole is, team was up. What is Youngworth doing, dropping so far yeah. into his own box, and then the the player just has the most time in the world to pick his head up and find a pass in the middle, one touch, bend, goal. I, it's I will, terrible. I will say to credit to Alanise and Youngworth who got slewed on social media, is our center mids did a terrible job tracking in. The yeah, late runners. I agree. That they were ball watching and they were not watching late runners. And we are going to get abused later in the season if we don't fix that. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit more. Yeah. But I think Judson was missed. I think Judson yeah, was missed. Yeah, I think, well, and for Youngworth, I think it's, the goal, it was poor. It was poor. When, the thing is, when he was on, it was fine and I liked it. But when he makes mistakes, it's the same thing I've been saying. When he makes mistakes, it's goal-costing mistakes. Well, yeah, because he's our center and back. You can't be making that many yeah. mistakes. It's rough. It's unex- and they're rough mistakes. It's yep. unacceptable. That's the point. I I, I I think he had a good game, though. Prior no, than he the mis- didn't. Other no, than he the didn't. mistakes, I was fine Other than the mistakes, he made like five. Yeah. And he's our center back. He made back. saves. He made saves. He organized the line. It looked okay, good. Okay, we lost. The back, yeah, but the back, line looked, the back says, line looked good. Says, says. How many times do I have to say this? Yeah. We lost. Yeah, but that's our forward's fault as well. 
That comes from the whole team. That's not just our back line. Like, I thought they put in a decent I don't think he played as well as you have your illusional <laughs> world. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was great by any means, but especially compared to other games, it was great. All right, Thompson. Yeah, he got Thompson injured. Thompson is not too minutes. much yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, got injured. Got injured. It's fine. Now, this is almost worse somehow. <laughs> I don't, I forgot just how bad this was when I read this last night. Be sure to go to Aftershock.club to read all of my wonderful articles. Thank you. You can read Jacob's one article he's written. I feel like you get enough comedy out of Saz's for the both of us. <laughs> okay. This R- is for Remedy. Remedy. 7.8 out of 10. So if you watch the game, you can have your own opinion. But this is what Saz wrote. It was nice to see him actually get forward a few times and play his game. And that is really when he shined. Was a real physical presence for us. Yep. Wish I could see him drop to center back less. Yes. <laughs> I get it helps the fullbacks up and opens us up more, but it shuts down the passing lanes as well as our options. Mm-hmm. I'll agree that he does have a physical presence in the middle. Yeah. I will agree with you on that. Yeah. Where I will disagree is sometimes he is not very good playing forward, and he makes a lot of mistakes passing Uh, out from the back. I agree with that, but it's I rather honestly have that than not when he's at center back. When he's center back, it's going to be better. And I, I think they need to stop having him drop into center back. Like, maybe every once in a while, but it literally is killing the offense, and it's just cutting down every passing lane. Yeah. But I'm fine with a midfielder taking the ball and taking the chance to go forward. Because so many times, we're just passing back. We're passing sideways and then back, and then we get trapped, and then the counters happen. I want I want to be daring to go forward. So I'm fine with that. It's got to be, be, be better passing percentage, but I was fine with it. He also, as we discussed before, he, ha- he lost his mark a couple times. Mm-hmm. We've got to shore up that defense overall. Okay. I liked him on defense. Now now we move on to Jackson. And let me just start off by naming your rating. 7.8. Yes, sir. What are you captain. on? That's my captain. No. That's my cap. My captain. USA, baby. U23 Olympics. The other 10 let him down. That's, that's Captain America right there. And you're going to give I, him respect. I don't think he was involved at all. I don't think he Agreed. did much to have Agreed. an impact on the game. Agreed. And how are you giving him a 7.8 for that? Because that's my captain. Because that's my captain. You can't just give players these inflated ratings just because Infla- honestly, you like them. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Should have maybe got an 8. Yeah, okay. You better stop you read, before read, I... Well, no, read, read what I said about him. Read what I said about him. Looked aggressive and looked like he wanted to attack the defense. Yes. This is the Yule we have seen on the national team. He, Red, white, and blue, baby. He barely did it. He barely did any of that. Yeah, because he barely saw the ball. But when he, yeah, did, uh, no, but when no, he no. did see the ball, he was attacking space, and he wasn't just passing back. I'm if, sorry. When if, you're a midfielder, you have to get on the ball more than... Their man marking him is a high press. The center back's got to be quicker. I Go ahead, Blake Youngworth. I, Go ahead, Blake I, Youngworth. Go ahead. I threw, no, I threw you the lob. Go ahead. Finish no, the alley I'm talking about Ewell. He looked like he had no role in the game at all. So what I will what I will say is the center the the one good thing the center mids did, one of the good ones, is they weren't playing right back to the center backs because in a high press that will kill you unless you go long ball boot and have a target. The thing that was absolutely killing the center mids is they weren't playing together. No one was making a check. Like, if the ball was on the left side and Jackson was there, he wasn't making a run to open up 
uh, Ramedi or trophies. He was just kind of standing where he was. Our players don't run to open up other players. They don't understand the concept, it seems like, of just being like, oh, I'm going to make a run to open up space for another person. And that's yeah. what really was killing our midfield today. Yeah, or, I agree. I think that also we didn't have many options from our forwards checking back or anything. Like, it's tough. It's tough when you don't have any options going forward. It's very tough. So we agree, 7.8. Cool. Um, no way. Okay. <laughs> we might agree on this one. We might agree on this one. I, I, it still might be a little generous, to be honest. I, I think this is generous. <laughs> We're going to talk about our Lord and Savior. <laughs> our favorite player. Fierro. Okay, first off, first off, I wanted to write this, but I didn't. Get off my team. Yeah. I don't, Why are you starting still? All right, go ahead. He was not hurting the squad and looked to be making safer choices. But he was not an effective outlet and did not really help us. I think you agree I, with that. <laughs> I think I agree with all of that, except you really need to emphasize he was not an effective outlet and <laughs> did not really help us. Do you us. want it in a different font and in capitals next week? Just, <laughs> just, just, you need to say he didn't do anything at yeah. all. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not he didn't sure. hurt us, though, which, like, yeah, like I almost gave him a 10 Based on his prior performances. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was just improvement from last year. Yeah, yeah. But he got six know. out of ten. At the was... end of the day, he needs to get involved more. That that performance was... I thought... I will say the last five minutes right before he got subbed off were probably the best five minutes he was he played. Yeah. Like, he was actually connecting some passes. Like... Yeah, yeah. Okay, now we move on to trophies. 6.8. He struggled to be found early on offense. Could have checked deeper or dragged opponents out of spaces if he was being man-marked to open others. However, when he did get the ball, it usually led to a good offensive sequence. I basically agree with everything there. I, I, that's probably your most reasonable rating. <laughs> when uh, he got the ball, there were good one-twos. And no, I, I feel like there were a couple times, especially when Cal had the ball, there was one in the I think 68th minute where he made a crazy darting run. If Cal would have played him, he would have been one-on-one with the keeper. And Cal just dribbled right through. There were times where he's making runs, but I think he could have been a lot better. Like I said, the midfielders all together. If you're being man-marked like that and you know it, just drag him open. You're going to open up Cal up top, and then we'll have our offense be able to take it from there. I just want to point out that you gave Youngworth a higher rating than Trophies. Because <laughs> he had more work to do. Trophies Doesn't mean he did it well. He had more opportunities to mess up. And he, honestly, man, he messed up. <laughs> honestly, Youngworth, co-captain. Um. Don't don't you even start to think like that. I'm buying you a young worth jersey I with see. the yellow shorts, matching yellow shorts. Okay. Now we <laughs> the move 408. on. Now we move on to the last couple forwards. Espinosa 6.5. I thought it was a rougher game for him. Realized he was being targeted early on and did well to make use of the few touches he was allowed and had drawn a lot of fouls. I want to see his game evolve to see how he can help us if he is being marked tightly in games. I I mean, that's kind of the recurring theme of this last game is none of our forwards did anything like especially through the first half and you know the 15 minutes of the second half the first 60 minutes we didn't really do anything yeah i i feel like espinoza um like i said didn't get many touches early on but he was doing a great job of getting fouls and at least creating set piece opportunities for us as the first half went on and majority of the second half i just didn't see him and teams have really found out just don't let espinoza get on the counter yeah so I want to see him, and he does check at times, and there is no question he has, sorry, his work rate, it is incredible. Yeah. But it's checking, creating spaces for anyone, maybe doing some looping runs into the middle, and then 
especially both wingers, it doesn't matter who is when we're rotating the squad, checking to our fullbacks. Like, I feel anytime our left or right back gets it, they never have an option down the line. Yeah, I think that we definitely need to in- incorporate some more of that. Espinosa is definitely best when he's on the ball or running in on a through ball. It's 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 tough when he doesn't get the ball, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, it's tough. All right. Last starting 11 player, we have Cowell. Six out of ten was not being found early on, which made him a lot more conservative to make runs and pressure, which inevitably hurt us as those are his biggest assets. Vision needs to be a lot better, looked more frustrated as the match went on, held on to the ball too much, went away from the final third. Okay, I understand that we have to be nice, but like, how is this a six out of ten? He didn't do anything positive. Yeah, so he just gets a six. None of those negatives you do- talked about dropped him below the baseline of six. Well, I mean, he wasn't being fed the ball, so it, it's tough okay, to downgrade I don't, him. I don't and care then, if he doesn't get the ball. He needs to get on the ball. He's a striker. Yeah, okay, that's unex- Yeah, but the team wasn't getting past that's, our left. I, we weren't even getting into the midfield. That's inexcusable. Um, I will say, I, I, I said it about... 15 minutes into the game, I realize exactly who Cal reminds me of. And not obviously, this is going to be not to the same standard, but this is just for, I don't want to say the casual fan, but they'll understand a little bit more. Um, and once again, a much lower standard, but this is the playing style. Because last week I said he's got a bit of Henri to him, and I need to be castrated just for saying that. Um, he reminds me a lot of Ma- uh, Marcus Rashford, <laughs> United. Obviously not to the same quality, but... Marcus Rashford, same thing. It's They're really fast. They got a bit of physical to them. And they're great when you give them a through ball. But they're missing a lot of one-on-ones. They're, Rashford they're, doesn't miss yes, he one-on-ones does. Yes, he does. like Cowell yeah. has. Okay, yeah. Once again, the MLS, it's the MLS Rashford. Anyways. When they're, when I don't they're want to hear that final, ever out of your mouth again. When they're, when, they're in the, when they're in the final third. That's the name of the episode. The MLS Rashford. I'm kidding. Um, Come dude. Yeah, and then... When they're not in the final third, it is useless. They're just holding on to the ball too long, or they pass it really late. The vision's not great, and they're re- oh, rhyming. And then we're a uh, <laughs> poet, rapper, next uh, okay, podcast. Okay. Anyways, it's just they don't. It, he does. It, it's tough for him. He shouldn't be a striker, just like Marcus. He needs to I be agree. put on the wing. Uh, we'll get into this later. That's one of the points I yeah. want to talk about. Okay, and then we'll just go quick. The MLS Rashford. We'll go quickly through these subs here. Well, we'll go we'll take a little more time on the first one because you. Yeah, yeah, game, yeah. yeah. Um, Abikasis, seven point seven out of ten. Had to adapt quickly after being subbed on early and had a great defensive effort early on. Struggled to get his footing offensively early. However, looked solid once he warmed up. I think he played well for what you know he came into. He hasn't been with the squad too long, you know, and obviously got thrown in there right away. Yeah. I thought he played well. 7.7 might be a little bit of a stretch, <laughs> but I think he played well. Um, Tommy's my favorite player on the squad to watch, and especially during the live games. I've said it before. Just It's so yeah. much fun to watch him. Heartbreak. He just, yeah, seems like a great guy, but I think Abikasis needs to start, and we'll talk about it later. But Yeah, okay. Great. Now, this is where it gets ludicrous for me. Like, how do you... I, I want to know what goes through your head. <laughs> Not Wondolowski, much, and I Like, okay, let's just remind ourselves. He missed the sitter. He came on to score that lucky bounce. You know, that's kind of what he comes into the game for. 
Saz has decided to give him a 6 out of 10 when he missed an open net to tie the game. Okay. How? The first five minutes he was on were horrendous because they had him in attacking mid. And he was playing a free roaming role, which is like, he, you don't want him there. Once he, But once he was in, uh, Houston had given up the high press. So there was a lot more sitting. So there's a lot more opportunity to create spaces in the middle and drag out the center backs. And I feel like he was opening up spaces and creating chances for us. A lot of off-ball work, I feel like he was giving us. I'm sorry, but as a striker... if I Okay, wait, hold on. If I said I started everyone at a 7, would you feel more comfortable with these no, they ratings? Sh- I don't care where they start at. You have to be unbiased. Uh, I'm not. I know you're not unbiased. You are definitely <laughs> biased. <laughs> okay. Salinas, 7.7 out of 10, looked aggressive early on and was a threat that drew in numbers of the defenders and created a lot of chances once he was subbed on and led or extended his lead on the all-time assist stat for the Quakes, 7.7 out of 10 to reiterate. This one might have been a little high, I'm going to be honest. This was the one that I actually thought was pretty reasonable. I thought he played well. I thought he actually had the ability to go at some of their defenders on their right-hand side. I thought he actually played well, and then now you say, oh, it's too high. I of all the players that you gave to I just high. I feel like his first five or ten minutes was really high energy, and then after that, like, the defensive work rate just went down. He came on to score. <laughs> yeah. And you're judging him on his defense. You, re- you remember we were down. It's a two-sided game. It's a two-sided game. I don't care. If he comes on to score, his job is to score. Well, he was playing left back for a little bit, and then he got moved up. Okay, so. and once he moved up, he looked great. It was all right. You are so crazy. Okay. The last. He played, no, he did play well. The and he last couple here. He needs to be, I, I will say, he needs to be a consistent sub. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay. Last couple here. Rios, 8.2 out of 10. <laughs> I never oh, thought oh, oh I'll be the God. first to before you read I I'll be the first to admit I never thought I'd be complimenting this man I I I never ever say anything nice about him this was an incredible game for him. my man of the match out of all our players keep going all right so you said he looked comfortable early on and has really found a home in his attacking mid position for San Jose was able to find space connect the lines had an outstanding performance and is looking to set the pace once he was subbed on. For all that hype, you know, he didn't really have an end product for us. I I admit he did play well. However, an 8.2 out of 10, that is a little high. I thought he was the best player we had. So for me, again, like I said, when he's a striker, it pains me. It it, it hurts so much. But I feel like he's a lot better when you give him a little bit less running responsibility and put him in the attacking mid spot. And then when he came on, yes, the game was a lot slower. So it is a little harder to grade the subs. And my list is um, perfect, obviously. But uh, even, even when I was making it. it, I was like, this is perfect. Yeah, Wait, okay. No, just, anyways, but what he was, I saw he was checking early and checking into center mid spots and crane and make, actually running like and making space for other people, which was helping us. And yes, he didn't really get on the end of anything, but I think he was a lot doing a lot of dirty work that didn't get uh, shined as much this game. Yeah, I mean, he played all right. Okay. But I think he should be a sub. I think he's earned a consistent sub spot there. I don't think he's going to start. I, 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 I think Trophies is still a better option. I agree with that. Okay. Last one. Marie, a 6.8 out of 10. Yeah. Definitely took a little time to adapt to the game and was a definite drop in defensive quality from Lopez. Houston settled a little more and really let off the gas as they got the two-goal lead, which opened up space for Marie to attack. 
which led to the absolute peach of a goal that he scored. That was a fantastic shot. We will yeah, yeah, nothing definitely to take away from that. not criticize that. I mean, they that. weren't pressing him at all, but even yeah, I could go to a local field, it takes me forever to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, coming on and underperforming defensively, even though when he came on, we didn't concede, he looked okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I think, still think it was a drop in quality from Lopez. I, don't, I agree, but, I mean, for scoring that goal, that was it makes a up for it, great yeah. moment. All right. You fine with the 6.8? Possibly. Possibly. I, I think, I think Possibly. that's I think that's reasonable. Yeah, overall, it was the high pressed. We struggled to get our wingers involved and have them connect to the fullbacks, center mids really need to work together more and we need to find an answer for our striker overall there's a lot of building points it's the first game of the season we don't ever start hot uh sadly this is one of our harder starts to I'm, I'm not mad with it i know you are but we have another game ahead of us next week and that is fc dallas it's a good team and we both have created a lineup again that we think i actually have two lineups of what we think should be starting um also, your lineup was off last week. Kikanovich, yeah, well, Haji. Kikanovich wasn't even on the bench. I, I know. Actually, that's another thing I learned from the game. I don't think we're seeing Kikanovich once this season. I'll be so upset if we don't because we need a striker. We need yeah. A striker. Um, I also want to say I'm really happy with Almeida making a lot of subs this game. Yeah, thank gosh. And they were all offensive. Like, I know Marie was a fullback, but offensive subs, really happy to see that. That's a great adaptation to the previous seasons. Yeah, thank gosh. Yeah. So I know all our listeners, or <laughs> let me rephrase that, listener, subjects, yeah. um, <laughs> are on po- on Spotify, so you can't really see the screen right now. So we'll, we'll explain to you. So right now we have Jacob's lineup, if you want to just explain what we got going on. Yeah, exactly. So uh, my lineup is going to be a 4-2-3-1. Uh, basically, I have JT and goal, pretty much a shoe-in at this point. Yeah, yeah. I have Lopez, Alanis, Abacasis, <laughs> and then in the middle, instead of Youngworth, I have Beeson. I'm sorry, and as you guys clearly know by now i don't think youngworth should be starting every single game okay here's my here's my question for you i don't have a problem with playing beeson but i think he's also gonna make mistakes but are you willing to because he's younger like build for the future like what's he because he makes mistakes too and the same product last season he scored i think he there was a goal that was going in and then he ran tapped it in and it was offside like he makes mistakes as well like what's your reasoning so there's two things first of all he's much younger than youngworth Second of all, when you're making that many mistakes as a center back, you should not be starting every single game still. Beeson, we have to give him a chance. Otherwise, we're not going to have that competition across the back line, dude. We talked about how much in the first episode we wanted to see competition in the squad. And then Youngworth goes out there, directly (laughs) contributes to a couple goals. And you're like, oh, but I don't want to play Beeson because he's like going to make mistakes too. <laughs> no, you have to foster content or competition in the squad. And I think we have to give Beeson a chance at some point. I don't think it will happen yet, it's, unfortunately. It's your squad, so I'll let you explain it. And then when we get to mine, we'll Yeah, more. I don't think it will happen yeah. yet. Hopefully we get some rotation at And some then point. one change you have is you had Thompson at right back last week. Now you have Abikasis. So what did you see here? I think Abikasis played well. Mm-hmm. I think that he looked... Like, he was of a quality different from what we're used to. Mm-hmm. At the right back, he looked like a proper right back. With Thompson, sometimes you don't feel like he's a defender. He gets caught out and he makes too many um, steps that just leave so much space in behind. I think that Lucio is 
pretty much just an overall solid right back. Nothing crazy, but I think he's solid. You know, we're about a half an hour in, and I think you're finally starting to make a little sense. What did you give him, about a 7.8? No, I would say like a, <laughs> a 7. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay. So your two holding mids. Two holding mids. We have Yule and Jutson. I, I don't know if Jutson's going to be back with the squad by yeah, next I mean, week. him and Lopez got the green card at the same time, and I don't know. Maybe there's some problem with Jutson still, but uh, yeah, Jutson should be there. Yeah. I, I hope that he can come back. He, he's, he's definitely a good player for us. You weren't a fan of his. I wasn't a fan yeah. of him, but he definitely started playing well towards the end of last season. Yeah, yeah. I'll admit that. Remedy, I like him. Remedy mm-hmm. this last game, just, I don't know, man. I, 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 I think don't, I, I think Jutson just pairs a little better with you. I don't think he did enough to convince me he should be starting over mm-hmm. Jutson. Okay, then we have Trophies, and at the 10 position, I, I think that he's... Probably pretty much our best playmaker. I, I just clocked your your star striker. Yeah, let we'll, me get we'll into get, that. Let Jesus. me get into that. Okay, so then I have Espinosa oh. and I have the right wing. I think that's a shoe in. Left wing and striker. These are the positions yeah. that. Why don't we just put Firo in so we can get both the window twin? We can putting, get the window. T- you really were gonna put Firo in? Okay, so let me oh let me just explain. I just got slandered for fifteen minutes, <laughs> twenty <laughs> minutes on my absurdity, and you have the let audacity me, to do that. Let me let me get into this. All okay. Right. So, Cowell up top last game, playing striker is very difficult. And when you're so young against all these big, strong men, I'm not saying Cowell's weak, but Cowell doesn't have the experience to play on his own up top. Also, he he has the body of a Greek god, but when you're 17, you don't have grown man strength yet. Exactly. And it, there was one play where he put his life and soul and Superman dived into a center back, and the center back just somewhat stumbled over. Yeah. And, but, yeah. And I think that just playing the position up top alone because the way the quakes play usually it's an isolated striker up top it's tough to play and he wasn't involved i think that when you're younger especially for cal he might fare better out wide so that's why i have him on the left wing i think I he's better striker when he comes on as a sub yeah i just think Game that a slower but i see what you're saying i, I, I agree did, I, I didn't agree. want to see fiero again so i put I him out left wing why not salinas because you were really big on him last game. I think Salinas probably just does better coming off the bench. He's a little quick. I'm going to agree with that he, as well. I yeah. think that Salinas gives us a good, solid attacking yeah. option. He has he has the potential to create moments. You know, like the last season, he had a couple game winners for us too. He came on as a sub. This is where I, ca- I can't even believe I did this either. I, <laughs> I put I, there is, Like somewhere, there is not even hours, days worth of text of Jacob hating on this man and you too i admitted it and, and you have him in the starting 11 i think that because i moved cowl out wide to the left i didn't know who was going to start up top and i just would want to see somebody other than wando i think wando's getting a little too old i think that we need to find a striker and although rios is very against running sometimes yeah, you just asked someone to get hold-up play and yeah. move for us and be a physical presence, and your option for the physical presence was Rios. <laughs> that was your physical <laughs> presence, huh? I, I just, I just... That was your high-press maneuver? I don't want Rios up to the, there. I think he's probably better somewhere, checking deep, maybe... So we're just going to play a 4-2-4-0? The problem, is, <laughs> the problem is, I don't think we have another player in the squad who can play striker right now. I would love to see Benji up there, Kikanovic. Yeah, I'd like to at least see him as a sub. I'd yeah. want to see him, but Almeida didn't include him in the first game. I don't know what happened. We'll have to see how that progresses. 
Maybe he's just not up to the standard. We don't see what happens on the training room. Yeah. Maybe. So let's let's get into your lineup and see how yeah. you differ. All right, yeah, on to my lineup. So I actually made two lineups for this game. I, The one I'm going to show second is the one I made first, and then I realized that we might not be the most comfortable with this. So this is this first lineup is going to be one that's a little bit more realistic and what I think we're probably going to see something similar to. Um, I think there'll be a couple changes, but I think this is maybe our strongest right now. But the second one is something I'd like to see us adapt to. So this Let's first one <laughs> is a... Four two three one, much like yours. Oh my god! Uh, we have a lot of the same. I think it's actually only two positions we change. So we both have JT and Goal, Shu and Lopez. Both agreed is the number one, and then yeah, Alanis. I think we both agree is the top center back for us. I still back Youngworth. I'm fine with seeing Beeson get a couple games, but I'm fine with Youngworth. I thought him and Alanis are starting to partner well together. I want to build that chemistry a little bit more, especially with Abikasis coming in, and I think Abikasis should also be starting. I thought he was great when Tommy came on again. Breaks my heart not to see Tommy in there. I love seeing him play, and uh, I think he should be a great sub for us. You can even put Tommy up top, and he can be a little bit more of a false nine. I was going to have Tommy attacking mid, but Rios and Trophies have been doing great. Uh, we have the same two holding mids, Jutes and Yule. I think they've been partnering well together. I show. I think they suit each other's games, and I think Jutsen will help a little bit more with Youngworth. Um, I think it just brings more balance to the squad. Espinosa outright, that's our main man. Uh, actually, we had the same attacking front line as well, except for the striker. Uh, Espinosa out wide. Again, I want to see him checking a bit more, and I want to see a bit more movement and a little bit of help, but it's great. Chofis has been phenomenal. Just a little bit more finding him on the ball and having him do a little more off-ball runs if he is being man-marked. And then Cal, I feel, is better suited left wing. Vision needs to improve, but I think that only will come with game experience. He's young. We say it every game. He's only 17. He's only 17. Give him more chances, but play him out wide. I think that's where it's going to best suit him. I don't see him turning into a striker. Yeah, I think we both agree on that. Yeah, yeah. Or if he is a striker, it's going to be more like, God, I know I just said I should be castrated for this. Henri, who, when he did play striker, it was in a two-striker system, but he got a flow out left. So it became more of a left striker or left wing. Now. This is where I can't believe you actually did this. This one was tough. I I was tempted to put Espinosa up top and have Shea starting. But what I decide is I think Shea is better when you get him in small doses. I think we both can agree on that. I think Wando is also better when you get him in small doses as far as efficiency. However, when I really looked back at last game and I looked at the miss, sucks. you got to put that away, especially with someone of Wando's quality. When you have Wando on for 90 minutes, though, or maybe even 60 or 70, because he'll probably be subbed, you get more opportunities like that. He's in those spaces more. It creates more danger and opens up spaces because he draws more attention because of the name, the profile, and the ability. So even though he'll let us down in some areas, I think it creates more spacing for everyone. And it really kills the hold-up play, and we do need to find a solution for it, but I just think right now that's the best what we have. And then some subs I'd like to see. I can't believe I'm saying it. <laughs> Rios, I think he. I think he's. if Trophies gets tired, I, I want to see that. Or honestly, I'd like to see Trophies up top too. He put in a great goal against Roots. I don't um, know about a striker. He's yeah. not physical. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But Salinas, I just put him, he's a put him anywhere. Put him anywhere on the wing or up top. Creates chances. Needs to be a sub. I don't care if we're down or up. I completely agree. If with we're that. down, just put him in defense. If we're up, or sorry, if we're up, put him in defense. If we're down, put him up top. Really good. Um, if Lopez is hurt or really gassed, you can put him Marie. I'm still not really sold on him, but it's whatever. Doesn't hurt us too much. And then maybe just give a couple of the young guys some shouts, right? You can put Beeson in for Alanis. 
Just kidding. <laughs> Youngworth, obviously. Um, Thompson's got to get in. Creativity, attacking. Yeah. Just, it brings energy to the game. Um, I would definitely think that that's how I'd round out my 4-2-3-1 in my first lineup. Yeah, not too many changes from last week for you. Yeah, no, this is actually the exact same lineup I had the previous week. I'd like to see, again, some of the younger guys, especially Kikanovich. Now, Jacob hasn't seen the second one, and usually I send it to him a little bit before. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen this, this one. This one's a little bit wild, and I, I'm going to need everyone to stay with me here. I might like it. All right. Okay. This is this is his initial reaction. Oh, gosh. What? <laughs> okay. So, for everyone that's listening, a.k.a. James, um, to <laughs> the podcast, we can... Oh, my computer is freezing. All right, there we go. So, I've changed the formation to a 4-1-2-1-2, a.k.a. the diamond. And it has the two left and right mids. It's like left and right mids, but I'd have a more center mids. That's just how it aesthetically comes out. So, same back line for me. Markinowski and goal, we agree on that. We agree on the whole back line except for Youngworth. Um, I have Jutsen as the defensive mid. I think this is good for multiple reasons. I think this suits him. Energizer Bunny, I think this plays into our wanting that third center back is our midfield system we've been playing. And it helps out Youngworth when he steps. And yeah. then adds a bit of energy. And then those negative runs, I feel like Jutsen's a lot better at covering them than the others. And then, another reason this is good, because I have our two center mids as Remedi and Yule. I think this frees Remedi to get out of that center back position and allows him to attack space more up and be more of a center mid that can attack... Higher, and this frees Yule not to have as many defensive abilities as well, because maybe Remedi can come a little bit more. Chofis, I have him as the attacking mid. Yeah, just, he's been great there. I don't think we have to argue. Now, this is where it got difficult for me, because Espinosa's been our best offensive player the last two, arguably three seasons. And he's been doing great on the out-wide position. But I didn't want him in the midfield, and I wanted to free Remedi a little bit more. So I put him up top with Wando. It was between Espinosa and Cal who I wanted up there, because I think Cal and Wando can make a really good partnership, but I can't leave Espinosa out. Yeah, this that will, would be terrible. This will allow Wando to check more, and yes, his touches can be a little bit rough, but when Espin... Just check, classic check and run when they're playing. When Espinosa's checking, you get a little bit more touching and play. When Wando's checking, you get a little bit more space in behind, and you focus on playing Espinosa through, and then if you do get a through ball, you can attack the space, and you have Wando centralized where he needs to be. Now, this is going to lead a little bit space out wide so that uh, we're not going to have much attack. But we've been wanting to get our fullbacks up, and we do a good job of it. And this is going to, especially if we put Thompson in the right back, this is going to be a perfect formation for him to bomb up the wings and really get good runs going. Let me just say, uh, this might be one of your best ideas, actually. <laughs> I know. I, you, didn't I, like, you didn't like the player reviews earlier. I thought those were great. Those were terrible. But <laughs> Honestly, though, this 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 could work. I, I was thinking about putting two strikers up top, too, yeah. because I just don't see an immediate solution for a lone stri striker yeah. right now. Maybe two strikers is in the future. I don't know. That's we used to play a four four two flat before Almeida, and mm -hmm. I don't like that because it doesn't give us much options. And I was looking at more options to get our midfield. Yeah. The main point of this is I want more midfielders so that we can churn and create a little bit more and not rely so much on the wings. And this will help us a little bit more with compacting the defense. Um, 
I, it's not the whole two striker thing. This is more of it helps us on defense a little bit more and kind of flows with our offense. Yeah, I mean, this this could be worth a shout. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll explore two strikers sometime down this season. I don't know. I think this still works for the subs that I'd like too. You can put Shea up top. You can put him in the left sides anywhere. Uh, Marie, if we have to, same spot. Uh, Tommy Thompson, I think, can go just about any position that's left, right, back, any of the midfield positions. I'd love to see Tommy play attacking mid once or twice. I think this would be a good formation for Fierro to be attacking mid, and then we have Cal that can go up top for this formation. Yeah, there's a lot of flexibility with this. The good thing about our midfielders, Ewell, Remedy, and Judson, I think they're all interchangeable, honestly, too, throughout that throughout mm-hmm. that three. I think that we do have a lot of flexibility if one of them needs to get subbed out, somebody else could rotate down, and then that frees up space for like a Fierro sub mm-hmm. or a Salinas sub or a Thompson sub. There's many things you can do with that. I kind of like it, actually. You can also change this into a false nine with Chofis being up there, and you can switch Wando and someone else. Yeah. And that way when we're in our defensive shape, maybe we transition into a different shape, and this could be our offensive shape or vice versa. Do I think this will ever happen? No. I think Probably we're stu- not. I think we're in the four-two-three-one, which is one of my favorite posi- uh, formations, and I, I like the idea. But we, I think we need to change it up a little bit since yeah. we're not finding options for the wings. Yeah. But we got I, FC Dallas next week. We'll have to see what we come out next week. They're they, a big team, most yeah, years. And I yeah. think that we have to make some adjustments from last week for sure. Yeah. I just don't know what Almeida is going to come out and do. I want a point. I do we, want some points. We need to start getting some points on the board. I know it's only game two, but I want stronger starts. We can't fall too far behind early on. Yeah, and again, like as much as I called it a good loss, I don't want a good loss this week, which I could deal with, but stuff happens. They work hard. I know they've been working hard. I'd like to see it come out in the stat sheet this week. Good things mean results. We have to get results. Yep. All right, now it's time for answer a little fan questions. We got... Literally hundreds of submissions. It was incredible. Just yeah. off the bat, I had to turn off my phone. It, it was about a break. We it had was... to narrow down the questions, get a, get a couple really good ones. We here. really appreciate all the support, guys. Thanks for making it this far on the podcast, James. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the first question comes from dollar underscore bill 17, the GOAT. He seems and, like he's a very passionate fan. Yeah, he has a little Premier League uh, desk in his background. Is his avatar. He asked, can you guys discuss what's keeping the Quakes from signing big-name players? Like, is it because of financial reasons? Smaller market? Hashtag ask aftershock. Well, uh, I guess I can take this one. You can start off. So, yeah. as far, well, we'll start with just big names in general, not even signing. I guess you kind of got to get lucky in the lottery. Who's in your area? Who's scouting? And obviously California has a lot of talent, but a lot of them may go to SoCal or get scouted to other places, and colleges might take them other places. We've been lucky to get players like Wando, Shea, um, Cade Cowles, one that's been local and growing up in the area, Tommy Thompson, Nick Lima. But as far as signing, and this usually is more for the European talents, uh, you're exactly right, first off, with the smaller market. We are the smallest market. We have the lowest income. We are poor. We had to sell our Reno team. We barely, uh, we're in the red every single year. It is very poor from a professional standard. And on top of that, if you're a European talent, you're coming to the MLS not for competition, but to live in America, you're not choosing San Jose. Yes, you can be in the Bay Area and yes, you can, it's cool to have all these investments, but you're not doing it to do that at that point. You're living life. That's why they go to, you see them go to LA. You see them go to Miami, New York. And yes, some have gone to Chicago and um, D.C., but those are still more prominent places. Yeah. 
than San Jose. Yeah, they have more of a, a reputation, right? Yeah, and the team. Yeah, exactly. The teams are a little bit more established. Yeah. Than I us think as well. I think another key reason, though, and it's obvious we don't have a huge budget. However, I would say some of our upper management decisions have been questionable as far as the contracts, right? Because when Almeida came in, he he clearly gave the board a list of targets. Yes. We had Rios, Fierro, obviously now we have trophies, a bunch of different players that you would suspect Almeida pointed towards. However, when you look at the contracts that Fierro and Rios have been given, they're substantially more than many of our other players, and you have to think, have they justified that with their performances so far? Yeah, like we have other players. I don't know how much Cade Cowell's making. I could look it up. But on the other day on Instagram, he was trying to sell a phone case yeah. in DMs. <laughs> and I've never seen a professional athlete do that. So no, it must be down bad for some of us. Yeah, it's just the distribution of our funds. I would love to read more into that. I think that the primary core reasons, though, are it's a smaller market. And Location. We just, we just yeah. don't have a huge budget. But there's, there's a couple other reasons as well. Yeah. Uh, that is a great question, by the way. Dalla underscore Bill Fantastic question. Uh, our next question, and again, guys, sorry if your question didn't get answered. Go ahead and ask it again next week <laughs> yeah, on next we'll, week's we'll... post. We really had to narrow these down. Our next question comes from James Dalla <laughs> via text message five minutes before we started shooting. Um, and this one starts with another question. I don't know why I said another. Cause we, we, uh, we didn't choose his other question. Yeah. <laughs> we chose just this one from James Dalla. Wait, who's, not who's James Dalla? <laughs> not related to Dalla underscore Bills. I don't see the connection there. We'll just, actually, um, question I got. Question I got. <laughs> What's the best way to phase out Wando and Salinas? This has been on the mind of all Quakes analysis fans and probably the players and staff for a good part of a decade now. Especially if you're a younger player. Yeah. Looking ahead of you. I think Salinas, we've we've started to move to the bench. And we even though it seems every time he comes on, he's one of our most effective players, I think we've kind of moved on from that. I think we find wingers. We had, uh, I forget his name, I think it was Haji. Not Haji. Um, he, he was here for like a season or two. He was a number 10. He was very good for us. We had Vaco. Yeah, no, before that uh, we had Vaco out wide. Now we have Espinoza. Wingers come and go. Uh, you'll, we'll find a, yeah. a flashy th- Hispanic winger yeah every I, once in a while i think salinas has a clear role now as an impact player off the bench and i think he's more or less happy with that and he does make a good impact coming off the bench you know he does have moments i think and i think we tried developing wando into that last year by starting rios up top and then giving wando the last 30 minutes um obviously we don't have a clear signing for wando it's hard to replace such players of such caliber it well it you're never going to replace your top scorer and your top assist yeah. in the following season if ever yeah. so it's I think it's less of a question of phasing them out and phasing into a system which we've seen built with uh, Almeida, but really giving us an identity and a team to play around instead of uh, let's hope one of these two can do something for us. I, I mean, we touched upon this earlier. I think this question is more applicable to Wando. Wando is clearly getting up there in age. He's, what, 39 now or something, yeah, I think? Yeah, 207. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either way... He, you definitely have to think, all right, what's what's the end point here? Because he keeps getting these one-year contract extensions. It, it's tough because you look at our squad depth. There's no clear replacement for him right now, and that's one of the trickiest things. And we, we, we argued about that, obviously, in our lineups. And 
we don't know what the replacement is. There's no obvious striker we have that can come in. You know, that's why I was hoping to see someone like Benji come in and, and you know, rival him for that spot. But uh, we haven't seen any signs of that happening yet. I just mm-hmm. hope that there's going to be some player we sign soon or another homegrown player that develops into that role. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? No, agree with what you said. And I, I just think that hits the nail on the head. And we had so many more questions to choose from, but <laughs> uh, these two really were just at such a standard. We would have felt we would have left so many people out had we chosen another that was just below that. But yeah. these were so high. But come back next week and we'll choose some more questions. Thanks, James Dalla, of course. Dalla. And uh, Dalla underscore Bill 17. Yep. You guys were really the rock stars with your questions this week. Way to be the first ones on the podcast to have fan questions answered. Uh, you can see more next week. And we're really hoping for a win, honestly. I think that's the big thing. Yeah, I think we want a positive result next week. Not a positive loss. I want a positive yeah. result. I, I want, want some offense next week, I want week some too. points on the board i want i want to see us come out fast i don't want to see us playing passively the whole time i want to see a good solid performance i want to see us have some fun out there get some points yeah long live young Wolf.